morning. Look around, it's so green and birds singing. I hope everyone enjoy this beautiful weather. Today, I would like to talk about the three keys that improve our practice. First is to have a mentor. Second is to have Dharma friends and a Dharma community. Third and lastly is self-discipline. Today, I will talk more about mentorship. Master Sote-san, the founding master of Warm Buddhism, said, people who are learning a skill should have their skills evaluated by their teachers. People who are engaged in the study of the way should have the rightness or wrongness of their actions evaluated by their teachers. If those who are learning a skill do not have their skills evaluated, their skills will not be precise. Those who are engaged in the study of the way should have their actions assessed. If not, their practice will not be focused on what is essential. Therefore, the reason I constantly evaluate your practice is to help you avoid mistakes and walk on the right path. This passage reflects the significant role of a mentor to one's practice. I'd like to share my story about how my mentor helped me improve my practice. I met Venerable Song, who was called Tetawanim, 35 years ago, when I was a member of one Buddhist youth group. One day, she visited my workplace with a group of ministers who were serving at one Buddhist temple in New York City. At that time, I was working at the administration office of one Buddhist ed education institute. The principal of the school introduced me to the ministers and told them that I wanted to become a one Buddhist minister. Later, Venerable Song called me to the one Buddhism headquarters. I had my two-year novice, novice training under her guidance. The four years of study at the One Buddhist College was followed by a one-year intensive training course. For me, it took seven years to become a One Buddhist minister. During this time of study, Venerable Song, Tetawanim, was working at the headquarters, so I was able to see her whenever I needed advice. I thought I was so blessed because my teacher was always near me and helped me. She helped me to walk my path and grow in the correct way. Sometimes she admonished me 
strictly, sometimes encouraged me warm-heartedly, and always believed in me. I remember still the first time she admonished me. It was a daily morning meeting. The meeting started with short meditation and prayer, and then we read scripture. Everyone had to share their thoughts on it. I kept silent even though it was my turn. My teacher and other ministers were waiting for me to speak. A heavy silence filled the room. I didn't say anything. After the meeting, my teacher said, when it is time to speak, speaking is the right thing to do. You should have just said something, but you said nothing. You made everyone wait and took their time. I was so ashamed that I cried a lot. That night, she told me again, I tried to correct you in order to make you into pure gold and flawless jade. 정금 미옥 in Korean. That means perfect. I was so grateful to hear that. I knew what she meant. In our scripture, the founding master always scolded the faithful and conscientious disciples for even minor faults. But he would ignore the major faults of disciples with little faith. Instead, he would compliment them profusely for even a minor good deed. Then a disciple asked why. The founding master replied, for a person who does 10 things well, but one poorly, I try to correct the one fault. This is to make him into pure gold and flawless jade. For a person who does 10 things poorly and one thing well, I try to nurture even that one thing that is good. I could deeply feel my teacher's compassion in the same way as the founding master's great love to his disciple. The founding master said, if you encounter a matter that raises a special doubt, share it with your spiritual mentor and gain understanding. Therefore, once you have awakened to an understanding, share that understanding with your spiritual mentor and thereby obtain his or her appraisal. When I was in my third year, my dear father passed away. Since then, I have been deeply troubled by his death. I didn't understand it, and I suffered. I offered 49-day deliverance prayer for my father. I had wondered where his soul traveled after death. My question about death 
continued as I had more time to think about it. I read scriptures and books about death and dying. I dreamt about my father almost every night during the deliverance prayer. Sometimes I met my ancestors who simply showed up in my dream. I went to my teacher to talk about this. After she heard my dream, she suggested I offer a special prayer for my ancestors. Then later she said, these are delusions you have created. Later she helped me break these delusions. That winter, I was sent to the house where Master Tesan, the third head Dharma master, resided. I was honored to see Master Tesan every day. Some days, he would take me for a walk. Eventually, my agony over the death of my father ceased. Later, my questions regarding death were transformed into an understanding of life. I found a new perspective on life through experiencing death. I learned that life and death are not two things, but one. When I was assigned to the temple in the U.S., I could only see my mentor when I visited Korea. Her health declined over time, losing her memory. Our conversations became limited to basic greetings. I would sit silently next to her, drinking tea. But deep in my mind, my desire to listen to her teaching grew strong, especially about the principle of original nature. She had given Dharma talks on this topic many times. One day, I saw her calligraphy hanging on the wall. It was a poem that she wrote about her own awakening. I had heard about the truth of ill one before. I asked her about its meaning again. She said, that is all in the scripture our founding master told us. She opened the scripture and read through the chapter of Ilwan Sang, which is the core teaching of one Buddhism. Then she showed me the chart which summarized all one Buddhist teachings in a single diagram. She spoke softly, but I felt her strength. I could see her joy while she was talking about her awakening. I enjoyed how happy she was every time she told that story. Nevertheless, her illness became more serious. Finally, she couldn't recognize me. 
she was in late-stage Alzheimer's. This was my last visit to Korea while she was still alive. During this stay, I went to see her more often without expecting her to recognize me. But even in that condition, she was continuously teaching me to be alert on spiritual matters. One day she said, my mind is so comfortable now. How is your mind? How is your mind? Upon hearing this question, I was surprised and burst into tears. These were the last words she spoke to me. How is your mind? She was still teaching me the Dharma that even though the human body was dying, the mind would always remain the same. A few months later, she passed away. Now, my mentor is no longer with me in this world, but she is still brightening my way in my heart. The second key is to have Dharma friends and Dharma community. This is essential for our spiritual practice. It is important to attend Dharma services and meditation retreats. Master Chung San, the second head Dharma master of One Buddhism said, the day of Dharma service is a special day for the preparation of spiritual food. A dedicated Sangha member asked Master Chung San, how do I practice well? Master Chung San replied, do not skip Dharma services. The member kept this advice as a standard in his life and did not skip Dharma services. Finally, his spiritual practice reached nearly the highest level. Our founding master Sotesan said, be heedful, settle any outstanding issues, then join the Dharma services and dedicate yourself exclusively to spiritual practice on that day. Also, he said, whenever you come to the temple, engage in questions and answers about every aspect of your daily activities. Along with the Dharma services, it is critical to attend retreats. Early one Buddhist attended three months retreats during the summer and winter. Therefore, our founding master said, prepare your personal and family life so that you may pursue your spiritual practice at the retreat center without distraction. Because of the pandemic, 
we haven't seen each other for a long time. However, we have continued our online Dharma services and began one-day online retreats each month. Last month, almost 20 people joined the retreat. Finally, we had a chance to be together and deepen our practice. We have an upcoming retreat online. Next Saturday, May 29th. The topic is meditation, mindfulness, and breath. During this retreat, beginning practitioners will learn the fundamentals of meditation. These include proper body posture, breathing techniques, and basic method of concentration. Experienced practitioners will develop deeper levels of concentration. I hope you can join and benefit from developing your practice. Master Tessan said, rather than practice alone, it is better to practice together. At Dharma services and retreats, we learn the Dharma. This is the time to train in the Dharma. We revisit our spiritual path, check our practice, get advice from Dharma teachers and friends, share experiences and even inspirations. All of these are spiritual nourishments which we share through practicing together. Therefore, in this way, our practice becomes deeper and stronger. Even though you may be here for your own practice, the fact that you are joining this service, meditating, praying, and learning Dharma, the energy from your practice permeates time and space, affecting all of us. Third key is self-discipline. Learning from mentors and Dharma friends, as well as attending Dharma services and retreats, will be an important part of our practice and will guide us in the right direction. Even if you have a clear map and compass, you cannot cross the endless ocean unless you row a boat. You must develop the self-discipline and continuously practice by teaching and mentoring yourself. Now, let me tell you a little Zen story. It is called Not Difficult, Not Easy. Once there was a famous Buddhist layman named Busal. He was an enlightened man. His wife was also enlightened. And so were their son and daughter. One day, a man came up to Busal and asked, is Zen difficult or is it easy? Busal said, 
Oh, it is very difficult. It's like taking a stick and trying to hit the moon. The man was puzzled and started to think. If Zen is so difficult, how did Pusar's wife attain enlightenment? So he went and asked her the same question. She said, it's the easiest thing in the world. It's just like touching your nose when you wash your face in the morning. By now, the man was thoroughly confused and thinking. I don't understand. Is Zen easy? Is it difficult? Which is right? So he went and asked their son. The son said, Zen is neither difficult nor easy. Not difficult, not easy. Then what is it? So the man went to the daughter and asked her, Your father, your mother, and your brother all gave me different answers. Who is right? She said, if you make it difficult, then it is difficult. If you make it easy, then it is easy. But if you don't think, the truth is just as it is. This story tells us it is the right person who makes everything possible by letting go of all thoughts, just do it. Master Jung San said, the difference between Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and ordinary sentient beings is like difference between a majestic tree and a young sprout. Even a young sprout will become a tall tree. So too, even sentient beings will become Buddhas and Bodhisattvas by continuous practice. Therefore, no matter how difficult the task, there is nothing that cannot be accomplished if one keeps trying. But if one does not try, nothing can be accomplished. Today, I talked about the three keys of practice. First, you must have a mentor. Second, it is important to have Dharma friends and a Dharma community. Lastly, the third key is to develop self-discipline with your mentor or teacher. Have Dharma discussions about your practice in order to stay on the right track. Take advantage by attending Dharma services and retreats. Practice with your Dharma friends and apply the teaching of the Dharma in your daily life through continuous practice. Then you will see how they work. Thank you. Thank you.